Are you in a cycle with the toxic person and it just keeps repeating? It just keeps going over and over and over again. Maybe you feel like you're stuck in a loop where you're stuck in a loop with a toxic person where you keep having the same interactions, the same back and forth, maybe with the same person or maybe with multiple people. There's distinct stages when we talk about narcissistic abuse and how it messes with your head, how it messes with your mind. And when you understand these stages, you can start to identify where you are and you can start to identify the steps needed to help you move forward into your healing, helping you move into a place of certainty and awareness, taking back your power of knowing what's going on, who you are, and how to move ahead. What we're going to discuss inside this video is going to be the stages of narcissistic abuse, kind of unlocking and opening up the different aspects. And there's four different stages we're going to talk about today. The first three you've probably heard about and you've probably seen as you've done your research. The fourth one I want to bring up so that you understand the repetitive cycle of this and how it keeps happening over and over and over again. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARCAF, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can access at claritychallenge.net. The whole purpose of this challenge is to help you break free of the trauma bond, to get away from the rumination, from the things that are going in your head that keep sucking you back into a toxic relationship, that keep taking away your time, your energy, your money, your sanity by being with a toxic person. If you're stuck in this loop and you're stuck in this cycle, please reach out for help. Go to claritychallenge.net to be able to start getting free, a step-by-step scripted out process to find your freedom to find clarity, confidence, and certainty of the person that you're called to be. When we look into a cycle of abuse, when we look into this aspect of narcissistic abuse, it happens in a very cyclical nature. First off is idealization, then the devaluation, then the discard, and then the fourth one that we'll talk about in just a couple of minutes. But I need you to understand how this cycle functions, how it actually progresses, and the pieces of it. As you go through today, I have one thing that I want you to do. When you hear the cycle that you're in, when you hear the stage that you're in, I want you to leave that comment down below. I'm in the idealization. I'm in the devaluation. I'm in the discard. I want you to leave that down below so that other people know, one, that they're not alone, two, that they're not crazy, and three, so they see other support of, hey, this is where other people are. Maybe I can get out of this too. First stage, idealization. Idealization is when the narcissist is building you up, making you feel like you're the best thing ever. During this phase of narcissistic abuse, the narcissist portrays themselves as the perfect partner, showing you that they are the best person for you. There's the connection of we're soulmates. We look the greatest together. We spend the most time together. It's perfect. It gives you this illusion, this idea of it being a perfect partner. With all the relationships that I was with, I molded myself to look a certain way for them. To make it seem like this person is the perfect person. We are soulmates. We are connected on a whole nother level. You like that? I like that too. Like, I can't believe we're so similar. Like, it almost seems like it's divine that we are actually connected this way. So let's continue moving forward. And it felt like it was perfect. Many times it felt like it was perfect for the victim because I was filling gaps that they had not filled themselves. I was filling wounds that their own father hadn't filled early on in childhood. I was filling aspects of their self-confidence and certainty that they had not built up themselves. 
I was coming alongside in a supporting and a loving role at the same time using that as stepping into life to control and to manipulate. This whole aspect of idealization seems great. It seems wonderful. But oftentimes when you're with it in a toxic relationship, it's over the top. It's more than enough of communication. It's 24-7 of communicating. There's not really space given for you. And you might be like, hey, this is a great relationship and I love it, but I, I'm also feeling like constricted. I'm also feeling like oppressed of how much communication is happening, of how much I need to respond to this person. But the other person's like, why would it be a big deal? Because they're showering you with love. They're giving you all this attention. They're giving you all this affection. And they create this illusion of this idealized relationship. Makes you feel valued. Makes you feel special. Makes you feel desired. And when you start to want to pull away from that or be like, whoa, this seems like it's too fast. You start to feel guilty that you even feel that way. So as a result, you're like, this must be the best thing ever. This piece of a narcissist praising you. Building you up is like the aspect of building a pedestal to put you on top. Affection, gifts, compliments. They create this idyllic vision of the future together. Like this is going to be us in five years. This is going to be perfect. Promising love, promising security, promising happiness, promising the things that you want. Which is why the next person, the new supply, they'll promise different things. And you'll be confused because you'll be watching. This whole stage is M's, uh, like the whole aim is to establish this strong connection and this strong emotional bond. It gets you falling in love and it gets you eliciting this admiration towards the narcissist. And this is the idealization phase. You're head over heels, falling in love and throwing aside any red flags that might be in your life. And then it starts to change. The problem is it starts to change, but you've already told everybody that it's the best relationship ever. So then there's even a piece there of shame and pride that comes into your own life of if I start telling people that we have problems, they're going to be like, wait a second, you said it was the best marriage ever. You said it was the best relationship. Why would there be problems now? He seems like a great guy. Like, why would he be doing that to you? That seems a little crazy that you're saying that he's saying these things to you. I've never seen him say these things. And then we enter in point, the, the phase number two, which is devaluation. And slowly fading out of the idealization and starting to devalue, starting to put you down for the small things. This could be from an overt narcissist of being like, hey, it's done. Like, you're nothing to me. And this could happen on the marriage night of all of a sudden it flips and it changes and the mask starts to drop and you see the person that you've been with this entire time is not the same person. It's not who they actually are. For me, how that dropped was around the marriage night, where my tone, my interactions, everything inside changed because I knew how to capture a person. I was great at capturing people, but I didn't know what to do with them after I actually captured them because I hadn't actually developed the relationship, hadn't developed a depth in the relationship. So as a result, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Let's go back to controlling. Let's go back to manipulating. That seemed to work before, but it didn't. But that opened the door of starting the devaluation, of starting to put my wife down to make her feel less than so I could feel better than. And this whole aspect of devaluation, a lot of times it's very subtle and it's very like sly as they move into it. You start to have your self-confidence, your self-esteem, your sense of worth start to get pulled back by devaluing your emotions, your feelings, your opinions, all those different aspects. Might be through criticism. 
belittling, gaslighting, emotional, verbal abuse, all these things to try to get control over you and maintain that control, maintain that power over you. Maybe you've been in the relationship and all of a sudden they turn critical, demeaning, like talking about like how you don't do things correctly, how you're not serving the right way, you're not cleaning the house the right way. Like all these things are these small little pieces that they start to add up, start to devaluing your achievements and validate your emotions, constantly find fault in your actions, like doing everything to put you down. And then a lot of times we get to the third stage, which is the discard, where the narcissist throws you away, where they walk out of your life. This oftentimes is sudden. Oftentimes it might be quick where you're in the relationship for several years and all of a sudden the narcissist is like, you know what, I'm done. Like it's over. And he moves on. And you're left wondering, scratching your head of like, where did this even come from? You know, it wasn't the greatest relationship, but where did this come from? Now he's with someone else already. How did this happen so fast? This will happen really quickly in a toxic relationship. It puts you through this aspect of a devaluation, which beats you down. The narcissist is like, okay, there's nothing left to beat down. There's no more to control. You're already submissive to the point where you're no longer a challenge. You're no longer fun anymore. And the narcissist moves on to the next person, the next challenge, to see if they can beat the next person. Oftentimes, this is where they will draw attention, affection, and they'll start to discard even in the relationship where it's completely separated, completely different. They're doing what they want. They'll start parading people in front of you to do all different things to make you feel crazy. All it does, that leaves you feeling crazy, confused, devastated, discarded. Like it lets you feel like you are nothing. You understand that the narcissist is going to treat you like you're worth less. It does not mean that you are worth less, but that is how that person is going to treat you, to make you feel that way, to put you down. Like I wouldn't put other people down so I would feel better about myself. Even if they were better than me, if I could knock them down a, a, a rung in my mind that I was better than them. And so that's all it was about is let me look better than you. Then you move into the fourth stage, which many of you might be in even today, which is why you're watching this, and that's recycle. Where the narcissist recycles you over and over and over again. They hoover you back. They come back into your life. You go after them. You go back into life. And this cycle will repeat over and over and over again. Oftentimes, it will just continue by recycling and going right back into idealization phase. It won't last as long, but it'll be there for a moment. You'll be like, this is great. He's changing, he's working, he's figuring it out. And then it goes back to devaluation. Then discard, then all over again. This can repeat itself multiple times. Two times, five times, 30 times. Where the narcissist will lure you back into the toxic dynamic over and over and over again. Because you hold on to this hope that the idealization phase will come back and actually be real this time. It was never real the first time. It was a facade to try to keep you, to try to get you, to try to bind you. But you will keep going through the cycle over and over and over again. How long do you want to keep going through the cycle? You're watching this right now and you're like, hey, this is me. Like I've been going through this cycle. I've been recycled multiple times. You're like, I don't know what to do. I want to invite you to go to claritychallenge.net. Is the one place that we have worked tirelessly to script out the process of you breaking free mentally and emotionally from the toxic person. Whether you're in the relationship, whether you're out, whether you're in any of the four stages, you can be free, but you need to make the step for you.
Not for me, not for anyone else, not for your kids, not for the relationship, not for your business, not for anything. You need to make this step for you. Because when you step into the place that you actually understand and know who you are, you're able to construct healthy boundaries. You're able to change the story that you believe that keeps you going back for more abuse over and over and over again. And if you're stuck in this cycle where you feel crazy, go to claritychallenge.net to get your freedom today. If you want to start working with me one-on-one as a coach, you can go to www.rawmotivations.com. would love to help you there. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. Share it with someone. Let someone else know what's going on. They might be stuck in one of these cycles and they not even know it.